This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hey, what's good? This is Ill Mind, and this is a conversation I had with Gary V while we were both out in LA. Major key. <laughs> it's hot out. <laughs> what's crazy, we were on Fairfax the other day. You know, LA's never humid. It was humid as fuck. We couldn't yeah. hear what was going on. All right, let me hear this. I'm dying. Yes, yeah, so this event last night, basically, it started in New York, right? So, me and uh, me and John get hit up a lot by, you know, upcoming music producers. You know, can you hear my beats? If you like any, you know, are you down to like collaborate? And you know, the whole goal for these guys is to get placements. You get right? put on, yeah. Which is yeah. So, basically, I had this idea. I'm like, well, instead of emailing me beats, why don't we just link up, right? So, what I did was. Um, I created this little event called Pass the Aux, where you come to a studio, <laughs> yep, right? Yep. You know, the aux cable. I totally understand. I got it. And so it's like, come through to a secret studio. Let's put on seatbelts. I'm not trying to fuck around. <laughs> is there one in the middle? Yep. So go ahead. So, Pass the Aux, secret studio location. Right, 20 to 30 producers. 20 to 30 producers, you register for the event, and you get to come to a studio and actually, you know, plug in the aux cable and play your beat for Illmind. And you're there with, you know, 20 to 30 other upcoming producers that you've never met in that city. So it, it kind of works as like, the thing I learned with doing it is like, it works as an opportunity to play me music, but also to get them out of their comfort zone. You know, these kids are coming from like, the basement with their headphones on, by themselves with like no interaction with anyone to now being forced to play you know their beats in front of 30 40 strangers on like huge Osberger speakers and um, just putting them on the spot so like it the experience itself has been inspiring for like them and me but also too just seeing how many producers just want it oh god they so want it so badly, bad dude they look up to you, man. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they just you, that, you know what happened? All of us, like, by the way, every single person in this car, micro fame, people don't get it. Yeah. Like anything anybody does, somebody else aspires to do. Yeah. Like no like like it just didn't work like that back in the day. Yeah. I'm a businessman. Do you know what a 41-year-old white businessman looked like in culture 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Same with producers, yeah. right? Like, who was talking about producers 30 years ago? Well, what's no. crazy about the events is it leaves behind in each market this micro community. These 20, 30 kids now all linked with each other. And they go from, so they go from having no network to, to now having a full a network. network. And the legacy, yeah. like, you're going to be laying down, listening to something 25 years, and somebody's going to, like, in like the break where they're just talking about shit, be like, I met him at this. Like, that's the shit. That's how it's. That's I, the shit. This line I had, people were happy to be in line for four hours because they were networking with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. It's the exact yeah. same. You stop by. Oh yeah, you stop by. Yeah, you know, how crazy was that? That's crazy. Two thousand. Over two thousand. Did the CA? Did the CA music what people were they like, what the fuck? Bigger than oh. the easy drop. They're like, is oh this for God. him? They, well, every person was just like, wow. They were wow. I told everyone, I said, yeah, it's like 
Gary just became a Jonas Brothers. That's that's real though. Yeah, but no, it's interesting because like I think these kids buy into the experience, thinking, okay, I'm gonna play my beats for Illmind. He's gonna like them enough to collaborate with me. Of course. Or and I can get a placement, and then they walk away from the experience, realizing that it was more about breaking out of their shell, and really also getting a clearer picture of seeing the the type of the level. stuff that goes behind it. Right, like wow, like I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> all these all, all twenty nine people uh... here are fucking way better than me. And then you have the few two or three that get the most response, and then that's you know telling them that they know, got something. They got something, you know. So. So wait, you did one when? Yesterday, last night. Where? Um, at 17 Hertz Studio. And it's 250 ahead. 250 yeah, ahead. Yep. So this, you know, the you trip, should explain the drum kit business because that that ties in. So, um, th- this event is a, like a, a new thing, but I think it all started back in 2011, right? So when I was coming up, I was a producer. You know, I studied Pete Rock. DJ Premier, Jay Dilla, you know, all the greats, right? And so there's this culture in hip-hop production where you nev- you're never supposed to share your drum sounds or mm-hmm. your samples. Like, you know, like if they ask you where you got a sample, you, always, you don't sample snitch, basically. So basically, one day in 2011, this was around a time that I was like working with 50 Cent. And I was kind of buzzing a little bit, but I was more of like an underground producer. Where'd you grow up? Jersey. Where? Newark. Love it. I grew up yeah. in Edison. Oh, it's right there. And my, my business is in Springfield, my oh, wine crazy. store. Crazy. So real close. Yeah, that's amazing. I went Go to uh, Rutgers, New Brunswick. You did? Yeah. So. How old are you? Right now? Yeah. 35. Was the US one flea market still up or did they tear it down by the time you went to Rutgers? Um, On 27. The movie theater was already there, right? Yeah, because I saw 8 Mile there. So I think forget so. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, think so. I'm like dating it now. It hasn't really changed that much, though. No, but really, they did. Because I grew up there. Yeah. There was a fleet where that movie theater is, that big one. Oh, yeah. On, the, on, on, on Rue 1. On Rue 1. Rue 1. That used to be the US one flea market. Uh huh. That's, that's where I cut my chops and baseball cards that's and crazy. toys and everything. That's where I learned it. That's crazy, man. Okay, go ahead. So, one day in 2011, I, I woke up and I'm like, I wonder if, you know, there's producers out there that want my sounds, right? And so at what did the time, you do? So at the time, I'm like, I'm like, you know, let me put a collection together, a zip file of all the drum sounds that I made from scratch and used over the years, and just zip it Where up. Where'd you put it? I, I, put, I made a zip file and, and I put it on my, um, website? On my blog site uh-huh. at the time with a PayPal Now button. So I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, and, fuck it. And uh, you, you just asked for donations. You didn't like people take it if they wanted. If they want to give no, you some love. No, it was I was charging. You like, were charging like, how yeah. much? So twenty bucks. Yep. Right. I'm and like, here you go. Hundred and fifty sounds. That's a lot of fucking it. deal. Buy now, whatever. Okay. So I, I put it up, whatever. I didn't think anything. Stepped of it. away. Stepped away. Woke up the next morning and I saw like three thousand extra dollars in my PayPal account from sales. Yep. So I'm like, holy shit, I see the alert. Did you have a MySpace, a Twitter, a Facebook? Where were you at? I had MySpace, Twitter a little bit, but not really. And then my blog, and that was it. And what about now, Instagram? Uh, Instagram, yeah, all that stuff. Like what are you most focused on? Uh, Well, Instagram, I would say, Twitter, Facebook, I need to really be more. What about YouTube and Snap? YouTube, I'm just getting into. And Snap, Snap, I'm just getting into. Okay, good, good. Yeah, but most of it is Instagram, I think, right, John? Um, so anyway, so I put that out and it becomes this thing. So then I'm like, holy shit, this is real, right? There's producers that want drum kits. And so I put volume two out and like that did even better. 
and then I eventually migrated into Shopify, and then that just changed the game for me. And then just from there on, it just became a thing. That's and, and your now, big part of your biz. It's a big part, yeah. So, so it's at the point where. How do you sell it now? Um, just do. What, what is Meaning, like, what do you what do you put out? Um, like, what do you sell? Like twenty? Like how many beats? How much? So, average, we probably do on average between seven to nine a year on his direct one. There's yeah. now a sister site though called Kids So Hard where we allow other producers to sell their. And you guys products. take a big. Yeah. yeah. But what we do is we use our email list, which we've cultivated for all these years. Of course. We use the artwork for of course. We do all the marketing. So and what do you guys take? 20, 50? How much do you take? It kind of depends. Different yeah. producers with different... Have different leverage. Yeah. Exactly. I get it. It's, yeah, I get it. Exactly. So the interesting thing about... That's why attention matters, man. Yeah. It's the only thing. And it's all D to C, and we just do everything. The whole world's D to C. Social... They just don't know it yet. Yeah, wow. it is, and they really don't. I know. Because we, the, the, you know, we did a couple of SEO dollars, but... The, no, no, no. no. The world is D to C. Yeah. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And the thing is, the product <laughs> they're getting... Even on the one that's not his, he goes through and curates. Curates. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Like I love it. Up without I love him it. Saying yeah. it works. So, so the, naturally from the drum kit stuff, you know, I started a blog, or yep. uh, I had the blog, but then I started a podcast, which is just you know, it's called Blab Chat. It's just two hours every week of just music production talk. No and shit. So, yep. And so I'm calling. You have guests. Guests. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Leslie. Fucking. Um, well, like Justice interns, League. Justice Party, League. Yeah. Just all like Grammy winning producers. Good for you, man. I like that. Yeah, and so that's sort of enhancing the experience. You drink wine? I do. I'm not like a big no, no. You know, guy. Lock them in. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting this new feature on my podcast called Brown Paper Bags, where I get Holy four. Shit. Where I get four people together, and we all just drink oh, wine bro. blind. You don't even know what the wine is. Uh-huh. I do my little wine thing, yeah. and we talk about like whatever. I'm gonna curate a little bit of. I'm gonna have you on, and you will Amazing. get, and your podcast will feel it. That's amazing. <laughs> no, the reason why I said holy shit when you said brown paper bag was because we have a segment on my podcast called Blabber Crap where <laughs> producers submit a beat. So, and you're like shit good. Yeah, yeah so that's shit amazing. good whatever. That's fucking and, great. But, but when we say it's shit we, give, we tell them it's a brown, brown paper, paper bag. Brown paper bag. I love that. Like, I love you know, that. Good. You'll make that reference on the yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny. What's crazy is the drum kit thing has scaled into the mid six figures on a 20 to 30 dollar point of purchase. Like, yeah, it's, and, it's and it, you know, if you ever told me you could volume something at, at that price point into that kind of overall nut, I would have been like, cool story, bro. That's not yeah, I totally get it, man. I didn't expect it, you know. And the crazy thing is, you know, it met, you know, very established producers like Grammy winning producers and all these guys are using the sounds too. So, any new music coming out, you're, you're always gonna hear one of my sounds in it. It's fucking you know, crazy. This is nuts. You know, everything from Bruno Mars's album to, you know, Drake's new album, those are like my sounds, you know? Because so, everybody's incorporating some of that stuff. And do people know, like, well, pe- do people know? Like, people that in the, people in the know know, right? Yeah, people like, I know, wouldn't know. know, but like, like. The people that need right. to know. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're meeting with Dr. Dre out here. Like, they're meeting with all the people who. Matter. Know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd say Dre matters. Exactly. Yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> he, he did I. He might be on he's the doing all right. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, he called. Hey, so that me or Will I Am and everything here. Yeah, we're working on the peas a bunch. Yeah, we're doing peas. What else are we doing out here? Will is such a wild dude. <laughs> wild, man. He's so in outer space. Have you been to his place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The future, it's so nutty. Yeah. The compound and facility is just incredible. We're seeing Tyrese tonight. Tyrese is the one that fucked up Dre with the beats, right? Yeah, he did, man. Remember that on <laughs> That's Facebook? That's so funny, yo. Tyrese. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Tyrese is, Tyrese is way more hard than people think. Yeah. You know? For real. Yeah, yeah. way more. No. Yeah. And when you're with him, you're like, oh wow. Okay. You're like, oh, sh-. you know, you know how some people are the other way. Yeah, it's not right. He's like the other way. <laughs> the internet literally came along, and leveled the like, not even leveled the playing field. It's a new gave it's gave the. You know what it did? It ate up the distribution of everything. Yeah. And <laughs> and then took nothing for it, and is paying out two groups of people, the biggest ballers who built on top of it, Facebook, Google. Yeah. Right, because they just built. They, it's basically like the internet is like the land, and like what Facebook and Google did was like build the trains and the planes. Mm -hmm. But all the artists, like everybody with the IP, the leverage, they're getting the dollars. No more middle. Middle men have to bring so much value now, which is great. Can't just sit and be like, cool. Yeah, Right? And that's it. And and, and there's merit to it. The people that deserve it are getting it. And it hasn't even started. You know what I noticed though, Mm. Gary, and I want your opinion on this. I've noticed that every idea that I've had, whether it's a drum kit or the podcast or whatever it was, past the aux, they're all things that I felt like would end up being really fun to do. And and so my kind of philosophy I'm adopting now is like, if it's, if, if fun, it's fun, it's probably well, you, worth doing. You know why that happens? It's a, it's a bigger macro uh, situation. Because it's fun, you're willing to work your face off. And working your face off is actually the gateway. It's not the fun. The fun is the doorway that gets you to put in the work that gets you the results. Because D-Rock loves filming. Like the 24-7 nature of what he does is, you know, is why so many kids want to film and do this, but they don't want to, it's not fun enough for them. You have to love it. The cost of entry (laughs) now is, you see, you understand? You have to love, like for me, building brands, whether it's my own brand, brands for other people, other things, the why, it's so the only thing I give a shit about that I'm willing to put in the 19 yeah. that it takes. Right. Cause the problem is now with the internet, like we were just saying, being the middleman and everybody can play, there's some kid in Kansas City who's gonna put in the 19. 100%. Right. Might even right. put in 20. And I don't want any I don't want any of you little fuckers <laughs> to take my shit. Now what's amazing is though, the biggest thing I didn't know is that's some fun, but there's so much that all those little fuckers that are gonna put in the 19 are gonna get theirs too. And that makes me happy. Yeah. So I would say fun's a great gateway right. to, fun is the precursor to ridiculous amount of work, which then gets you there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I did that sneaker joint and then got in a car and then took, took a red eye connecting flight, four flights in 20 hours, you know, ego getting gassed up with 2,000 people <laughs> yeah. and then humility to be on the plane fucking right. like this. Right. Like being, <laughs> you know, being able to, to run that gamut of right. ego and humility, yeah, fun, fun, right? Fun. Yeah. How how often do you like balance that for yourself? How how often is it fun and how often is it not fun? If that even really as long as it's macro fun, mm-hmm. I recognize micro shit exists. Right. right. Like Tuesday might suck, March might suck, twenty eighteen might suck, but macro it's fun. Mm. And when you get to that perspective. You stop, you don't slow down when Tuesday, March, or a year is shit. And that's why most people lose. Because they stop either an hour into it not going well, a day, a week, a month, got it? So don't get crippled, like nothing's perfect every second. The best things, nothing's perfect. But having the understanding that macro, like what else would you rather be doing? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And then you start complaining about dumb shit, Mm -hmm. right? 
Meanwhile, you're playing the game of your dreams. Mm-hmm. Like little you growing up in Newark, if you would have showed this now, you and Dr. Dre, yeah. come crazy. on. It's crazy every time I see it. So that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm perspective out. Yeah, just the having had a few, like sitting down a few times and talking with Mike, it just seemed like there was some interesting synergy and thought process between. And this is what's so great about media now, right? Like 10 years ago, we would have met, I'm like, oh, let's chop it up in the future. Now I'm like, boom, let's put them on brown bags. We put out content. Like, you turn yourself into a media company, you can always do stuff, always do stuff, right? Yeah, it's 360 major now. Oh, God, it's so fun. And it's so, stakes are so high. Stakes are so high. The, the people that don't grab this shit by the neck over the next two decades are gonna sit back and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? How did I not see it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, they're ahead of the curve. Like, what he's doing, he might be the only one doing he, it. He, he, he took something that used to be, like, held secret and he open sourced it and created an API and so he's scaling like a tech company. And that, right. that, oh, got it? Put it like that. that makes and that's what I'm doing. The business knowledge and the ideas I have, I'm sharing them with the world for free. Yep. This is stuff people used to sell. This is stuff a bunch of losers are selling now and are giving you nothing. This is stuff that I get paid tens of millions of dollars for and I'm giving it to these fuckers for free if they're willing to just sit on their ass and watch it a little bit on YouTube. Like, that is incredible. That's why I have power. That's why so many people show up. Because I'm giving them the best shit for free. Yep. It's funny because I think the biggest reason everything ends up working is he does the podcast and gives a, he does a Q&A thing. Yeah. He, gives a t- he gets yeah. on Twitter love, love, yeah. love, and love, love, crazy, love, the love, yeah. love, yeah. Exactly. love, 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 right? He gives a lot away for free too though. It's, yeah. it's leverage. Yeah. yeah. Listen, everybody close their eyes and think about the person that brings you the most like happiness and love and, and value. You're always trying to be around that person. And all those kids that came to my event last night, all of them listen to my podcast. They have all the kits. They have all the, you know, they know all about me. They're, they're just invested. It's community, man. And you know what else is crazy? How long you been like really hacking at it? Like how long have you been like thinking about it that way, you think? Um, I would say six years, maybe. So you already know, I don't have to give you any advice. Yeah. It's just one day at a time. Yeah. You know, for me, this has been a really interesting year because it did change. Like it was like, do, 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 do. Like, I laugh every time a day like this happens for Boyd. I just sit there and I'm like, what does he think? Hmm. What does he think? Because it really just went, yeah. you know, like. Quick. Real quick, since December, you know? Yeah, things are on fire right now. Man, you guys are killing it. But it's, but it's 30 but years, it in, the, 30 years it, in the making. It was like quick yeah. and not. Truly, true, yeah. what my thing is, and you know, I think of myself much more like an artist. Like, when I think about me as a businessman, I think I'm a purebred. I think I've been doing it, like, the same way people do sports and art, they give up on school and anything else, that's what I did. Yeah. But I did it for business and nobody understood it back then. I didn't even understand it. It just, it was like I was drawn to the LUT. I felt like I was a, like, you know, I felt like it was like a fruit fly, just like, eh, you know, like, yeah. I couldn't help it. Like, I understood, my logical brain was like, school's, you know, important, but my heart were, mm-hmm. and soul was like, nah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way when I started making music. It's like, man, school's not for me. Yeah, you know, and that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Right? It's hard. Being, Especially from newer, you, man, know, being, you gotta being, get being out. A Filipino yeah. kid from Jersey. That's right. Get it now. My parents I know. Are all about education's the way out. We fucking yeah. why do you know? Did they come? Were they born in the Philippines? They were. Yeah. So like, what the fuck did we come here for? Like, yeah, exactly. educa- yeah I get it, man. I yeah. know. 
This yeah. is what every one of the kids that, everybody who's watching this on YouTube right now, every 17 year old is like, they got the parents pressure and I keep telling these kids, I'm like, you're better off being upset and having issues now because if you listen to them and become a lawyer and you wake up at 39 and you're miserable, you're gonna fucking regret it and you're gonna blame your parents for the rest of your life and you guys are gonna have 30 years of bad relationship instead of 30 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I see a, a, another issue too with like, you know, with upcoming rappers and producers where the grind and the pressure produces enough stress for them to not even really enjoy what they're doing. That's right. And so because they're not purebreds. Yeah, five yeah. years go by. You know why? Like, Fuck. They came into the game for the wrong reasons. Right. They came in for the glitz and the glamour. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the grind doesn't feel like it doesn't like it feels like a grind once in a while for yeah. all of us. Of course. But it's not really. Yeah. Like what would you what what yeah, else would you do? So true. Like what else would you do? <laughs> yeah. Like, what else could I possibly do than take red eyes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what else? Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary V Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.